Good morning. Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And we have another treat for you, a great guest. And now, by way of Delray Beach, Florida, she's the only female candidate for the U.S. House District 23 seat. She's a workers and civil rights attorney. She's a former leader with the Anti-Defamation League and a former prosecutor. She's a granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. She's a wife, a mother of four awesome children, a daughter, and she does an amazing break the fast. She is Hava Holtzauer. <laughs> that is the best intro ever. Good ever. morning. I love the enthusiasm on a Tuesday morning. Yes, yes. Well, I had my coffee, so we're good. Um, Hava, thank you very much for joining. You know... Um, why in the world would you want to get in the political climate? <laughs> it is it's so such a question, uh, David, because a lot of people ask me that question. It's a terrible time in the sense that we are so polarized, right? It is an ugly business. And by the way, the business of being a legislator or being in office is totally different from the business of running, which is its own business in and of itself. Sure. Um, but for me... Uh, I am running because I look at the state of the state, and I look at the state of this country, um, and that polarization is a big part of it. There's a lot of things that we need to do to move forward um, that aren't getting done around justice issues, around economic issues, and um, I've been doing the work in the field for over 20 years, and um, I'm not going to just uh, leave it to our kids to nope. get it done, right? We I got to take it. some responsibility. So, I mean, you know a lot of uh, people in, in politics and, and have been working with them for many, many years. And um, didn't you ask them, uh, like, advice or, it, like, like why, you know, did they ask you, like, why would you want to get into this? <laughs> they absolutely asked me that. They're like, it's a terrible time. When you, you know, you get in, you might not have any power. When you're new, you're considered like a freshman, just like a freshman in any environment. Um, but to me, you know, the job of a legislator, right, you have whittling it down. You have two offices, and they're both funded by taxpayer money, right? So one of those is your home office in the district. Sure. And, um, the idea is to serve your constituents. So you have a staff there, and when people need something, anything from something more light, like I want to travel out of the country in, in a week and I don't have a passport, can you help me expedite that, to you know, very serious things, like uh, my son was on the kidney transplant list and um, fell off, and, and can you help me navigate that and get back on, uh, to all sorts of things that happen for people on a day-to-day -day basis. So... You know, that's serving. That is running an office that supports the needs of your constituents. Very important. And it should be done by people who care and want to do it wisely and to serve. And then the other piece of it is the D.C. piece. Um, mm. And that's the piece that makes the news all the time, right? Sure. Because that's where the controversy is. And that's where people don't get along. And that's where it's exciting. But it's also where the federal legislation is made. And, um, you know, there's a lot of areas voting rights, women's rights, um, civil liberties and, and fundamental issues that, that need to be addressed at the federal level to improve what's going on in this country. And so that's what you're supposed to do in the job, and that's my plan, is to, to do it right and to serve. Sure. Um, can we compromise? Can we, can we get into a legislature where um, it's, you know, you're either with us or against us on, on both sides, on both parties. And, you know, and, and I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people, you know, they, 
They say, well, I'm a, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, but they say, you know, but I'm not like them or I'm not like this or I'm not like that. You know, it's always like an excuse kind of thing. And, you know, I think we've gotten away. We've distanced ourselves from like, you know, you know, the people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, there are people hurting in our country, regardless of what your beliefs may be. You know, um, you know, how are you going to, you know, go over the aisles and say, hey, we need to come to a compromise on this because there's certain beliefs, there's certain things that you could go to Republicans and say, you know, if you're against this, there's no conversation, and the same thing with Democrats. So, you know, what are you, what are you going to do, or what what may be your plan to actually, you know, go over the aisle and say, hey, we need to compromise on this. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing up a really important point. Well, well, two of them I see in what you just said. Um, First of all, we have to compromise. If we decide that we will not and we, we put our foot down no matter what and there's no crossover and there's no conversation and everybody is canceling each other and we're, we're not sitting together in the dining room anymore, which, by the way, is the reality on the ground in this district and a lot of sure. communities where there are dining rooms, that I <laughs> stories that I hear from voters, um, we won't get anywhere and we'll continue to regress and we'll be continue to be a really divisive country and not not do the good work that we need to do. Um, and the other piece of it is while politicians might play games and grandstand, and again, that's what makes the news, that's the big news, is when people don't get along or they can point a finger at one another, people are really hurting. Sure. And we're not addressing what needs to be done to help people improve their lives and to make this country all the great things that it can be. Um, if we are instead um, just fighting among ourselves. So we will find common ground. We have to find common ground. I mean, one of the areas which I'm sure is really uh, involved in the work that you do through, through with the Realtors Association and in housing is, you know, climate on infrastructure. That is a bipartisan issue. That is an issue that people care about on all sides of the aisle. And here in Florida, um, we have homes and we have businesses along the coastline, and these are very serious issues. So, you know, there are places that we can find common ground, and I think it's really important to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, July was um, uh, the, the uh, Florida Association of Realtors put out um, Clean the Beach uh, Month and uh, Clean Our Waters. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of people go out and, and, and clean the trash off the beaches. And um, if you know um, Andy Thompson, you know, doing Run the City with um, – you know, the city of Boca, and now he's running for a, a house seat as well, I think 91 or 93, I forget. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it, we all can do our part, right? You know, and I think, I think that gets lost sometimes because we go, you know, about our day and we look in front of us and, you know, everything is good or we're fortunate or what have you. But we start, we, you know, we don't look around. We don't, you know, we don't take a different way from work to uh, home you know, um, and kind of see the sights that, um, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, we need that. We need a different perspective. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is, is I think, you know, that's kind of where we're lost in. And, and I, you know, and I'm totally getting a total off topic, <laughs> serious topic. But, um, you know, we used to seek different perspectives, right? different opinions, different beliefs. Well, why do you think like this? Why do you have that different perspective? Where does that come from? And, and, and try and, you know, um, you know, like you said, find common ground and be able to, you know, um, walk in your shoes and you walk in my shoes and have some degree of empathy. 
um, that seems to be uh, lost, you know, as I said, you know, and, and I, I think that there's many pressures or the reasons why. But, you know, tell us, you know, kind of how you're going to seek different perspectives. And then also, you know, why are we going to vote for Haba Holzauer for U.S. House District 23? Big questions, big questions. Um, I love how you brought up the beach cleaning, by the way, and that that's part of the work that you do. Um, and that's certainly something that, that people can do together and come together sure. on. Um, and your description, by the way, of the divisiveness and the polarization, it's true. Like when we were, I'm dating us, <laughs> but I think we're around, we're around a similar age. <laughs> when we went to college and there were people who were different than you, um, it was like, I want to tell you about me. I want to share with you, you know, who I am and, and let, let's learn from each other. We didn't use those big words in college, but we were, you know, we, we wanted to, we wanted to introduce each other to one sure. another where today it's like, you're not like me. Go the other way. Get away from me. We're different. We can't communicate. And it's a very, it's a, it's, it's a really unhealthy wall, right? To, to communication. So you asked, you know, how am I going to, Part of it is this, it is listening and learning. And this process of running, you know, for Congress to replace retiring Congressman Ted Deutsch, I talk to people all day long, and I talk to voters in the district, and um, they share ideas and perspectives, and they teach me things. You know, any anybody, any politician who tells you they know everything um, and have nothing to learn or who tells you they're going to deliver on A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through the end of the alphabet, it's just not true. We can't all be experts in everything, um, and we don't have the bandwidth to lead on every issue. So, you know, why people should vote for me, number one, I have no strings attached to coming from the outside. I um, don't have anybody, you know, pulling me one way or another because I've been, not been in elected office, unless you count high school. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure, yes, <laughs> in, in high school, um, and president in eighth grade. But, um, you know, I've been on the ground in the field as a workers' rights and civil rights attorney, as a prosecutor in Palm Beach County. And, you know, during my time in these roles, it was working on issues of discrimination in employment or, um, you know, age, race, pregnancy. It was being involved in the rollout of the Family Medical Leave Act, which as a a woman who has four children and graduated from law school five months pregnant, you know, it was incredibly important to have the opportunity to not lose one's job um, because they were leaving to be home with a newborn. And that's something that's important to everybody uh, across the board and across, across the aisle. Um, and then, you know, as an assistant state attorney, some of the focus of my work, I fought hate crimes. I was involved in alternatives to delinquency because the bottom line is, like, this is a country, and you, you touched on this a little bit, this is a country of abundance. Like, America really is an incredible place with incredible opportunity, and it's still here. And we have incredible financial resources. We have amazing human beings and human capital and and people who can put their talents to getting work done um we're just not using it the right way because a lot of people would rather be right than smart and my philosophy yeah. is the opposite i would rather be smart than right which allows room for compromise and around allows for doing something that improves this country or improves the lives or elevates the lives of people in the district um, than everything. So, you know, people should 
vote for me because my background in the field. Um, you also mentioned my time at ADL in 2013. I switched gears from the strict practice of law to um, running the Anti-Defamation League, which is it's a civil rights organization, but it has an expertise on anti-Semitism, but also applies to all kinds of isms. And so in that work, it's like I was still fighting for the same um, justice issues for our community, but the toolbox expanded. So where it was the law before, it was now also um, education and incident handling and crisis management and collaborating and working with all kinds of people. So um, in building collaborations, right? So that is the kind of work that you know we also need to be doing in government is building partnerships, um, finding you know common ground in areas that we can work together uh, and and make improvements for for our community. Yeah, I mean, and you said, you know, really community, right? So community to me is the most important where we we start from, you know, within and we start at the very, very, um, you know, lowest level of, you know, or local level, I should say hyper local level um, in the community and, you know, start helping each other. Um, you know, um, I, I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk uh, all the time and he always says, you know, you know, when someone... Uh, Someone's hate hates on you or, or whatnot. Show them love, and you know. And, and I, I always thought that that you know you know how could you know someone call you a jerk or whatever, and um and, and you're supposed to say oh that's okay you know um I love you anyway kind of thing right. But you know if we start doing that, I think you know it'll be a better place. And we if we start from our community, um certainly uh, going forward it's going to be um you know you, you see significant strides. You know, listen, most of us you know, that are, are not in the legislature, which obviously is all of us or, uh, you know, 99.9%. Um, you know, you look at it and you say, hey, um, you know, why can't they just get along or why can't you do this? And, and, and you know what, and, and you, know, you know, the media or, or whatever might be, you know, um, exaggerating um, some of this stuff. But let's talk about a little bit about, um, you know, some of the local issues from, you know, Florida and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think it's become a little bit of a national issue, but it certainly is a pressing issue in Florida, you know, property insurance. Um, the property insurance rates are out of control. You have basically a, a government-run um, property insurance um, uh, and citizens that, um, you know, one natural disaster and we're going to have some even more serious problems than we do. Uh, insurance rates have gone up 60%, um, you know, year over year um, in, in most of the areas. Um, you know, is there anything that we can do for this insurance, you know, industry? You know, how do we increase maybe even competition on property insurance? So it's, it's a huge problem because if people can't be insured, they can't own homes, right? If people can't, you know... Across the board, with the increases in, in prices, the increases in rental prices, the problem with the reinsurance in Florida specifically, and so many of our insurers falling out of possibility, right? We have less choice, which means we're squeezing people out of the market. We're also squeezing diversity out of the market. Sure. And, and that's one of the things, I think, that makes South Florida... Um, so amazing is that we have so many people from different places. Um, and a lot of people 
want to move to Florida that, you know, maybe can't afford it and are taking over and squeezing people out of their, their current homes. So, you know, we need to um, have programs at the federal level that, that fund some of the options that expand opportunity. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I saw a stat I was kind of staggering i think it was um they, they did a uh, an assessment of uh, like the pandemic and the effects of what it had on like state um revenue um and uh, i saw california was like down 10 billion and new york was down 11 or 12 billion um and the second um best revenue was texas which had 6 billion and obviously who was number one florida and it was like close to $22 billion, right? I mean, it was just absolutely crazy, right, when you look at uh, Florida. Um, what do you think that we've, um, you know, you, you know, you, you see a lot of people coming here and you see a lot of, you know, as you alluded to, you know, institutional investors and, and, and people buying up um, properties, you know, to live here and, and, and increase the rents. You know, what can we do as a... As a um, as an area in, in Florida, and where do you see some of the challenges that Florida may have? So, you know, this is sort of broad picture, thirty thousand feet, but you know, part of part of it is the, is the philosophy of who, what we care about, right? And um, in Florida, in general, what to me has come out of our government that is, is statewide is that we care about some people but not every people. We make choices um, about who we want to promote in the state and who we want to make it an inviting place for. And because we're doing that, we're leaving a lot of people out. So there's great success for a lot of people. You know, our taxes are really low here, so people want to come. You know, for businesses, that's a great thing. Um, but I, you know... It's it's interesting that you bring up that question because sort of turning it turning it back. I know that, you know, realtors are are human beings first, right? And they make up your association, and and that there is care and concern that we are able to allow people to have you know their version of the American dream and to own homes in Florida and to live here. And for example, you know, maybe after their children are grown and they want to downsize and move east, you know, to somewhere smaller, that they still have the affordability to do that. Because, you know, another one of the, the, the issues is that people that do want to do that can't move. And they're finding that they're just staying in their larger homes that are further inland because there's nowhere to go. Um, and so then when there's new families that maybe want to, you know, move into those properties, they're not available and they're not on the market. And then we have the issues of um, being behind, tremendously years behind in the quantity of new builds for, you know, keeping up with the population growth. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and listen, Florida is paradise. I mean, we're looking out here, um, you know, uh, we do our podcast at Pod Populi um, in Boca in uh, Royal Palm Place. And I mean, it's just gorgeous, lush landscaping. I mean, why wouldn't you want to live here? And, and, you know, and you know, unfortunately, I mean, it's, you know, in, in a lot of affluent areas, um, you know, there's only a select few that can, um, can, can live here. Um, that doesn't mean that I think that we can't care about everyone or we've uh, set up programs um, to help people. And, you know, that kind of segues into 
um, kind of a next topic, right? So the Florida Realtors um, Association or Florida Association of Realtors um, put together through um, compromise with the legislature, Hometown Heroes Program. And the Hometown Heroes, program. it's, I mean, like really, really phenomenal. And, and not, you know, people talk about it, but, you know, really the realtors and lenders, and I'm not sure that consumers understand um, the magnitude of what happened. We changed it, right? You're talking about legislature um, going one way and saying, hey, we're not going to do this to making them have action. Um, you know, to give you a little bit of um, a backstory, Floor Association of Realtors, there, there's an affordable housing trust fund that was constantly raided you know, for good programs. I mean, it wasn't like, hey, we're going on trips and, you know, putting in travel expenses. It was for clean water or or for helping of property insurance. But that was not what it was designated for. That was not what it was earmarked for. Um, for down payments? Um, so, yeah, it was for down payment, like the ship programs or the sale programs and those kind of things. And that's, you know, it was supposed to sit in the fund. And every year we'd have to fight and fight and fight for, you know, 50 or 60 percent. And then they put a ballot on the uh, a ballot initiative, which was basically 50% of 50% permanent funding. Um, and, well, that doesn't work. It should be 100% funded. So the Florida Association of Realtors uh, basically mobilized, and we put out a lot of petitions, and we got a ton of them done, and it's so much so that the legislature said, whoa, you know, we don't want to do this. We, we You know, we're going to have a problem here. Um, and... That's where the Hometown Heroes program came out of. So we caused the legislature to, um, you know, take action. Awesome. And, um, and what the Hometown Heroes program is, a down payment assistance um, program. It, it, you do have to um, pay it back. It's, it's an actual loan. But um, it's based on, you know, a lot of the debt-to-income ratio uh, income. But it's also based on, you know, who those hometown hero careers are, right? But it's, but it's not continually funded. It no, right now, right, right now it's a hundred million. Um, it's a hundred million. It's probably almost done, um, and, and hopefully we'll get c- continually funded every year. Um, and I, I'm thinking that you know when you look at you know whether it's police or teachers or firefighters, you know a lot of times people just don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know those are some of the good programs. But let's talk a little bit about your campaign and um, how you're going to win this because. Um, <laughs> You know, one thing I know about Hava Holzhauer is that she's a winner, and she continues to win and in, in, in be fortunate in in life and career and and, and, and such. And so, um, I would never ever bet against you. And um, you're running a very um, targeted grassroots uh, campaign. Tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So, Ted Deutsch was in this seat for 12 years. He announced his rewirement, <laughs> leaving government, going going into nonprofit, and um, that opened up a seat. So this is a seat that leans Democrat, which means, you know, more likely whoever wins the Democratic primary is going to take this seat. Um, and there are six of us in the Democratic primary, which is on August twenty third. It is very soon, uh, and early voting starts August 8th in Palm Beach County. So it is um, opening up very soon. 30% of the district is Palm Beach County. 70% is Broward County. I'm the only woman in the race. There are five guys. 
Um, two of them are people who've been elected officials and are very established, um, you know, which is not something that people are so excited about in general. Um, they're looking for people like me that don't have strings attached and are independent thinkers and, um, you know, are, are really open to serving. I think that people run for office for two reasons, either to be somebody there is like an ego involved. What does this do for me? What's this title? Where's my power? Um, how can I get more power? Or to do something. And a lot of people who run to do ultimately become the people who are there to be because they want to maintain and um, they get a little bit addicted to it. So I am a doer. It's the kind of work that I've done my entire career, um, serving people. And I've done the work on the ground and watched the legislator and coordinated with people in government for a very long time, um, but they're not getting it done in a lot of ways. So that's why I'm running. Uh, a lot of women are going to vote, and uh, a lot of us are really upset about Roe and the concerns about women's health care and women's autonomy um, and being able to make our own decisions and, and, and choose our own futures. Um, and by the way, this is also something that is bipartisan. There's a lot of people, uh, women who are Republicans also, that are really concerned about this issue. So, um, you know, it is something that I will champion um, and something that the voters are really responsive to in my candidacy. They're also really um, responsive to my sort of justice background of being involved in running the Anti-Defamation League statewide in Florida and fighting hate crimes and, and being involved in the balance of freedom and security. Um, another top issue is um, gun reform. And it's also bipartisan. When you, when you poll about it, people know that um, enough is enough. It's really inhibiting on our, on our freedom of movement to not know what's coming next. You know, I have four children. I think you mentioned them earlier. And they're now between the ages of 17 and 23. And in that age bracket, in the United States of America, the number one reason that you die is by bullet. It's not by a healthcare issue. It's not by an automobile accident. Um, and that's unacceptable. It's horrible. Um, since the Parkland shooting, which is in the district that I'm running in, um, we've had almost 100 mass shootings in the state of Florida since 2018. So you know, that is another issue that really resonates with people. I'm a Moms Demand Action, you know, gun, gun sense candidate. I've also uh, been endorsed by the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council. Um, I've also been endorsed by Her Bold Move, um, which recognizes, you know, women who are pro-choice candidates. And um, our strategy is to target the people who are really voting in this race and, and let them know who I am. Um, and we've been doing that and, and feel very good about the campaign and they're going to continue to do it all the way through August 23rd. Well, that's great. How can we, um, get involved if, uh, um, we so choose, uh, in your campaign and, and such? Wonderful. Lots of ways. Okay. Um, contributions are always <laughs> a great thing <laughs> while, while I'm talking to you. Yes. In this crowd, but, um, also we have people who are phone banking. And it's really easy to, to set you up. You want to go to our website, which is www.havaholtzauer.com. Um, and we can put that up there so, so people can, can see it and see how it's spelled. 
Uh, but if you go to the website or if you send an email to hello at Hava Holtzauer, um, then you can sign up for anything that you want to do. We also have people who are going to be at the polling stations handing out literature, wearing our T-shirts. Um, we also have meet and greets and events going on all over town. So check out Mobilize for that uh, and check out our website and um, you'll start seeing you know, where we're showing up. And, and our plan is to be out and about every day now through the 23rd and, and we hope people will join us. Yeah, it's a, I'll tell you what, I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about, you know, very serious topics. And, you know, just just, just so everyone knows that, you know, I bring on um, both Democrat and Republican candidates um, to, you know, j- express their feelings, express their beliefs, how they can change, what issues um, are important and priorities are them. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not our um, opinions or, or, or um you know, we want to just bring you facts and questions as as far as uh, you know what the issues and priorities might be uh, for each candidate. And um, you know, um, I do know you from from a little while ago, and um, you know, and you know, I think that um, you know a lot of times we need people that aren't established. You know, um, at one point, I think I said, you know, just vote out all the incumbents. But um, <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, they're staggered incumbents. Um, so it really would take uh, many, many, <laughs> uh, almost centuries uh, to get everyone out. But, um, you know, it, 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 you know, the, the legislature itself, uh, I think, hopefully is going in the right way. Um, you know, um, these campaigns, I'm sure, are, are grueling and tiring and, and all that. And uh, we hope that, uh, you know, you're fortunate enough to win. And, uh, you know, and, and if you um, like what you heard and, and you, um, um, you know, want to learn more, you know, uh, reach out to Hava and such. But I always end the, uh, and, and this is a much lighter, because this is probably my most serious podcast I've, I've had. I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm so serious. No, because the know. issues are serious, <laughs> you know. And, and, and the funny thing is, is well, it's not so funny, but, it, you know, it does, you know, those topics are like, you know, become very polarizing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like crazy, like, you know, it's like, like we said, you're either with us or against it. Like, and, and it's crazy. We just need to get over that and understand that for the overall greater good of, of whatever the issue may be, we need to understand different perspectives. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to find out different perspectives. Whether I believe what you believe or you believe what I believe, you know, it doesn't matter because I need to know where you're coming from so that I can understand it. And same thing. And too often we listened with the understanding to reply uh, rather than listen, you know, or listened with the intent to uh, reply rather than listening with the intent to understand. And we need to do more of the You're sounding understanding. like my grandmother now. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from a, a sociologist a long time ago. But um, so I always end the, the, the interview on two questions. One is, what's your favorite all-time streaming series? And what you're currently watching, if anything. Well, with your campaign, it's probably uh, tough to watch anything. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite all time. Wow. Yeah, no, I haven't watched TV in a very, very long time. It could be a movie Um, or a series, any kind of series or anything like that. that I just just watched a movie called Our Friend Mm -hmm. with um, Dakota Johnson. And um, it was an amazing movie. I use movies... I guess like some people might like therapy. Like <laughs> I, I watch and it 
so I can feel what's going on, you know, with people who are experiencing something. And this movie just conveyed, uh, like, friendship and support in a way, you know, that I haven't seen. And actually, that I have seen and reminds me of some of the ways, some of some of the the support and the relationships have gone during this campaign, like where people are awesome. are really, really awesome and supportive. So again, I pick a serious movie, but well, you know, yeah. you know, we'll have to find, um, you know, I, I play basketball. That's fun, but um, not so much for the podcast. And then what was number two? Oh, number two was, oh, uh, what are you currently watching? Yeah. So that was probably the, the news. I, yeah. no, <laughs> I am. I'm watching the news. How did yeah. you know? I, 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 local news during yeah. the day. Yeah. No, CNN at night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's funny because about. I think about four or five years ago, I just stopped watching the news. It's just, um, you know, I don't know. It's too depressing. <laughs> and too, and too serious, right? So, uh, but thank you very much. Um, you know, I uh, wish you uh, very good luck in uh, in August 23rd. Um, if you are in her district and, uh, and um, you want to learn more and you want to talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, maybe even involving yourself with her campaign, please reach out to Hava Holsauer. She is running for U.S. Congress House Seat 23. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We have another exciting guest next week, so we will see you then. Take care.